This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to I'll Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 250, and I'm talking with Amelia Boone. This is a fun Friday episode. Right now, I am bringing you two episodes a week, and this past Tuesday, you heard from Michael Wardian. And today, I am really excited to bring you an episode with returning guest Amelia Boone. Amelia was on episode 203 last summer. If you don't know about Amelia, you need to go check out that episode and give her a follow on social media as well. She's a four-time world champion and one of the most decorated obstacle racers in history. She's a three-time winner of the World's Toughest Mudder, a Spartan Race World Champion, a Spartan Race Point Series Champion, and a three-time death race finisher. Okay, so she's got a huge number of athletic accomplishments and last summer came out openly about her longtime battle with an eating disorder. Okay, we cover all of that in my last episode with her. And today, we just talk about what's going on now. Her recent move to Colorado and how she's dealing with quarantine and we catch up on fun, good music suggestions, and also have some listener Q&A at the end. This is super casual, and I hope you just feel like you are out for a run with a couple of your friends, and you can enjoy this conversation that Amelia and I had. I knew she'd be perfect guest for this series. And this series that I'm doing right here, this Fun Friday series, is going to wrap up next week with an episode with Emily Infeld and Elise Cranny from the Bowerman Track Club. Uh, if you do want to submit a question for one of those ladies, make sure you email that to me at lindsay at sandyboyproductions.com. Email me a voice memo with a question for those ladies and I will try to get that on the show. This little series is sponsored by Koala Clip. I'm super grateful for their support right now. And Christina, the founder, stepped up to support this series. And I need you to know that the Koala Clip is the best way to carry your phone with you on the go, on your runs, on your bike rides. I take it with me. I actually carry it in my phone, in my Koala Clip, in my purse even. It is just the perfect way to take your phone with you on the go. It is water resistant, so it can be raining, you can be sweaty, and it will stay safe your phone will stay safe in the Koala Clip. You just clip it to the back of your sports bra. It doesn't bounce around. It's super simple. The design is just perfect for what it is made for. And you all can save 10% on the Koala Clip when you go to koalaclip.com and use the code ANOTHER at checkout. That's koalaclip.com. Use the code ANOTHER at checkout. If you already have one, go grab one for one of your friends. Thank you, Christina and Koala Clip for supporting this episode. All right, friends, if you're enjoying this podcast in this series, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. It's one of the best ways potential new listeners can find the show. And if you love this episode, particularly take a screenshot and share it with your friends on social media. 
All right, let's enjoy my conversation with Amelia Boone. All right, so Amelia Boone, welcome back to the show. What's going on in your life? Well, I mean, aside from the whole world um, being at a standstill, <laughs> I think it kind of feel like every day we wake up and it's kind of like Groundhog Day or sometimes I feel like I'm in the Truman Show. I'm not really quite sure what's going on. Um, but I mean, amid all of this, I um, have I'm a new resident of Colorado. I've been here for about two weeks now. Um and that was a move that was planned way back like in January, which seems like it was years ago at this point. Um, <laughs> so before all of this happened um, and uh, decided, you know, still, you know, still go through with it. And um, but yeah, can't couldn't be happier to be here. Um, it is just kind of it's a strange time. I'm like, yay, I'm in a new city and I have like friends here and I want to go explore and I want to hang out with people. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's, uh, it's been, um, it's been interesting and good so far. It gives me a lot of times to explore trails and the outdoors areas. Yeah. Colorado, I feel like it's gotta be the place where every endurance athlete, like if you don't live there, you like lustfully think about living there. <laughs> so now you're finally there. Yeah, it's funny. I think I resisted it for a long time. Um, people had always been like, oh, move to Boulder. And I have so many friends in Boulder. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be just another person that, you know, moves to, to Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I had looked at for many years, I had looked at I was looking at Utah, I was looking at like Park City area. Um, I was looking at Truckee in California. And then I finally, you know, kind of settled because I'd wanted I'd want to get out of the Bay Area for a while. The main thing keeping me there was Apple was my job. Um, and they luckily agreed to let me um, work remote, which I guess is kind of fortunate now because <laughs> ev everyone is remote indefinitely. So it doesn't really matter that I'm not there. Um, and uh, just decided to to land on on Colorado. Um, and um, but it's so far, I'm just it's really it's a good fit for me. Um, so I'm excited about that. Now, how far are you from Boulder? Um, I'm about 20 to 30 minutes or so. So I'm um, down. I'm straight west of Denver um, in like the Golden area. Um, okay. So so I'm close enough to Boulder to where like I have I can like have all my friends and have the access to the trails there. But a little bit further away. So where I, I am a little bit more, I don't know, removed. People talk about the Boulder bubble a yeah. lot around here and I'm sure it's fantastic. And maybe at some point I will get sucked into it. Um, but, uh, I kind of like, you know, being close enough, but not being like right in it. Okay. So what's going on in Colorado right now? We're, I'm in Indiana and Friday yeah. we're like entering a new phase where, things are kind of opening up here. Yeah. Um, so Colorado is kind of patchwork right now um, in that I think the it's really hard to keep track of. And I, I it's so hard. It's so hard to figure out like where what exactly your regulations are. Um, so the state as a whole has opened up. I guess we're safer at home, quote unquote, okay. um, at, instead of shelter in place anymore. Um, but the main metro areas, so like Denver, Jefferson County, where I live, Boulder, they're still very much, while we're not shelter in place anymore, it, it, for all intents and purposes, feels the same. 
Um, the only difference is like a few, like you can have elective procedures done or like mm. I can go see a chiropractor this afternoon, which is great, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but very much like all of the areas have also mandated like face coverings when you're out in businesses and whatnot. And so people take it very seriously around here. Um, and so that's that's cool. Yeah, I just went to Target for the first time since all this. I've been to the store one other time. And my husband's been doing most of the grocery shopping. But um, I'd say 75% of the people at Target, including myself, had masks on. And, you know, and I'm just, I was just, I just kind of wonder, and I think it's a lot of like my parents' generation, our parents' generation that are more stubborn about it. But I just kind of wonder, I'm like, you guys aren't proving anything not wearing masks. (laughs) Like it's not. And if you are not worried about getting sick, it's really not about you actually, you know, it's about not getting other people sick. So, um, it's interesting though, because I do think as we go out more, we're actually seeing more masks. Cause I mean, that was the first time I wore a mask because yeah. the only other time I'd been to the store was like over a month ago and I just hadn't adapted to that yet. Yeah. It's, it is. It, what's interesting is cause I've been having, like, I, you know, I live by myself. So everything like I, I've been out and about, um, you know, yeah. like limiting as much as I can, but clearly also moved across country. So I had to like <laughs> deal with movers. I had did the drive three times actually. Um, but, uh, so, but it still is kind of, it's weird. It's jarring to me to not see people's like mouths yes. and things like that. Like, it's just, and it's funny cause like I'll smile at people and then I'm like, <laughs> oh God, they, they don't realize that I'm smiling at them. They can't tell that I'm smiling. Damn it. So <laughs> I know I felt like that at checking out at Target. I was like extra like peppy in my tone with the cashier. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, I wanted him to know that like I, I felt weird, but like I was happy to see him. And I felt everything I did when I walked down an aisle, I like looked at someone differently. Like it, it felt so strange. And, you know, like you were, you've been out. My husband's been doing yeah. all this. So he's, he's used to it. But this was just Friday for me. And I was like, what is this world? Yeah. I mean, and it was, I think everybody kind of goes through their own waves with it. Like it was very jarring to me. Um, I was, I guess I was an early adopter of all the panic, um, with this. And so like I was panicking back in like February before everybody else. Um, and I was very, it was very jarring for me for a while. Um, I remember the first time I went to the grocery stores and like the shelves were empty and especially coming from a background with an eating disorder, like that was, that was tough. Like it just, it affected me in ways I didn't expect it to. Um, but what's been interesting is how I think like, I kind of like rode that panic wave early and then kind of settled in to, okay, this is just how life is now. And I can't really change it. I can't really control it. I think for so long I was like trying to control it. Um, and, um, But, uh, but it's, but then other people now are like catching up to where it was like where I went through panic, like two months ago. Now other people are panicking. So it is very curious to watch the different reactions and things like that go on. Um, Yeah. I read your post about that and I talked to recently talked to Molly Seidel on this podcast and Mm -hmm. she's been open about her struggles with eating disorders as well. And she talked just briefly about, um, how it's been really hard, like Mm -hmm. being, being alone in this pandemic where you can't get out into your normal and, and everything has been, been tough. So where are you at right now with all that? Yeah. Now, I mean, it was a rough, 
like two months for me. Um, and I think what was rough about it, like I've come, I really feel now like I've kind of like worked through all of that change has never been easy for me. I think it's the nature of like me being a person of over control. And so you throw in the change of a global pandemic, also the change of me moving across the country. And like, I think that it was just like a worse. And then my background of obsessive compulsive disorder and eating disorder was like the worst nightmare of anything combined for me. Um, but what I think what I realized was so hard is that what I didn't want was I didn't want the pandemic to, I didn't want it to give me a reason to regress. Like I didn't want to go back into old habits. I was afraid of it. Um, like knocking away all of the, the progress that I had made, because like, if you don't keep doing things like going out to eat on a regular basis and like eating with other people on a regular basis, they can become scary again. Mm. And so I think I started to like, start to panic about that. Um, but I, I'm now like very proud of myself because I got through that time without regressing and resorting to like my eating disorder behaviors. It didn't mean the thoughts, I mean, the thoughts were still there. My brain, my anxiety was raging and like my emotions were just all over the place. But apparently that's what happens when you don't use an eating disorder to numb your feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> is you are then like your emotions are all over the place. And I was like, it's so much easier. And I think that's like, I don't want to say easier, but for anyone who has a history with mental health or like with coping behaviors, so much easier to resort to those behaviors to numb yourself. And so to not do that was really, really hard. Um, But I'm glad that I was able to like ride that wave as unpleasant as it was. (laughs) Yeah. Do you drink alcohol? I do. Um, uh, yeah, I do, but not like I'm like a one glass of wine a night okay. girl at most. So, <laughs> well, I just ask because I'm going to be completely honest and vulnerable right now. Like I am drinking way too much alcohol right now, and I know I'm numbing something with this pandemic. You know? Yeah. Um, um it's hard. I, I will admit my I I normally am like I'll have a glass of wine like once or twice a week. Um, and that definitely has increased because I do realize that I was like starting to get into like the, okay, this is me coping right now. But I was like, wait, now we're not going to resort to other bad behaviors. Like, like, come on, Amelia, you're better than this. But I think that that's actually, you know, and I appreciate you being open about that because I talk to a lot of people and a lot of people like, yep, yep, definitely drinking more than I usually do. Um, and so it's, you know, but it's, it's just such a weird time. I know. I mean, I, I honestly think most people in my close circle of friends are drinking alcohol almost every single day right now, which is, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's, it's true. I mean, I'm probably like five nights a week right now. And like, that's not necessary. That's not, and I, I know a lot of days, like at 5 PM, I'm opening a bottle of wine just because I'm like, Oh, what else am I going to do? And like, this is, this will settle me down a little bit for the day. You know, it's like, um, and, and at the beginning of the pandemic, it was kind of like, okay, like everything's crazy. There's no rules right now. Like if you want to drink a lot right now, like, you know, drink most nights of the week, but 
Yeah. We're like month three now. So it's like, yeah. this is life <laughs> you're like, now. You're like, I don't, ha- you're like, this is just the normal. And it's funny. Cause actually I think that I was the road that wave. And now like I'm back to my normal, like once or twice a week, like, you know, having a drink or two. Um, it also, because I think all the zoom happy hours have, mm-hmm. have petered out because people <laughs> are just like, as uh, people are sick and tired of sitting on zoom, drinking with other people. <laughs> Have you done a bunch of them? Because I, I've had some reoccurring Zoom things, and I'm just like I, I don't show up because they're usually at like eight thirty p.m. and I'm just ready to be, not. I'm just ready to be done for the day at eight thirty. Yeah. Oh no. I anything that late? No. I mean, I, I do. I, the, the coolest thing that has come out of this is that like I had a very close group of high school girlfriends. There were like seven of us in high school and we were inseparable. And then, you know, over the years we've kind of grown apart. Everyone has kids and gone away. We're all spread over the country, but we actually started doing regular calls once a week. And it's been, that has been amazing for me. Cause it's still funny. Like, you know, when you have those friends that you can go like five, 10 years without talking to and you pick up again and it's like, nothing has missed a beat. Um, so that is super cool. Um, you know, but anything, anything after like 7 PM, I'm like hard pass because I go to bed by like eight 30. Yeah. <laughs> so wh- what are you, what do you think it was that helped you, you recognize that you were feel that you were struggling with those, those same feelings that you've had in the past. What do you think it was that helped you from totally regressing? Um, honestly, I think for me, it was a part, a lot of what I've realized is how I work through all this is first of all, writing and putting it out there and reaching out, um, to other people and saying that I'm struggling. What I did realize during this time is that my, it's easier for me to write a blog post and put it out to thousands of people, probably whom I'll never meet versus telling a single person who's close to me Mm -hmm. that I'm struggling. Um, which is interesting, kind of like psychology, you know, because it's like, it's very easy for me to like put it out behind the, behind the safety of the computer screen, but it's much harder for me to talk to people like in person about it. Um, so that's what I've really been working on. Um, and that like, I hate asking for help and I hate admitting that I'm like not doing well. Um, especially to other people close to my life. Cause like, I don't want to necessarily you feel like sometimes you feel like a burden if you're like, I'm not doing well, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. And, you know, I come from a background where or somewhere it wasn't my parents that put it, but it was always like for me, it's like suck it up and get through it, Amelia. You know, you'll be fine. Um, so I definitely have learned these past two months just to really keep reaching out um, to like any to like people close to me and to keep writing Um And just really, I think for me, I also started to do a lot of like um, virtual kind of like support groups um, that were have been super helpful as well. So are they groups specific to eating disorders? Yeah, yeah. So I was like working, you know, doing groups specific to eating disorders. There were groups that where you could have like meal support online, um, you know, which is super helpful to like eat with other people like in a fa- on a FaceTime call, um, and things like that. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing is like action, you know, it's like yeah. you, you have those feelings, whatever it is, you know, for me, I was talking about alcohol, but then you take action on what needs to happen to get the support that you need. 
Yeah. And I didn't because the last thing that I wanted to do was to give myself a convenient excuse to relapse. Yes. You know, like I didn't want to be like, well, the world is uh, in Uh shambles. So it doesn't really matter, blah, 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 because I know how hard it is once you start going back down that road. I know how hard it is to undo that, you know? Um, So it's just like not even giving myself the option. Yeah. I think that that a lot of people are probably using that as an excuse. It's, it's why not? It's so easy to do, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I, and, and we get it. And, and anyone who doesn't have problem, it's like, if you don't have issues with food at all, you're like, well, my, it's okay. Like, this is the time that I can eat like mm-hmm. three pints of Ben and Jerry's and it's totally cool, you know? And I fully support that, but I'm also like, okay, I don't like, this isn't, I think the more we settled into this, the more I realized like this isn't going anywhere quickly. You know, it's not like the world is going to return to normal within a month or two. So I better figure out how to, how to still be in recovery with the world, not how it used to be. Yes. I think that's so important too, because I like, I'm trying to just do my life as normal as possible, even though there's really nothing normal about, you know, like trying to do interviews and having my kids run around everywhere, (laughs) like never having any childcare. Like that's not normal. Um, yeah, I think for me, one of the things I've been doing is like, so now, you know, I'm doing this like extra episodes. I'm doing two episodes a week now on this podcast and I am capping that next week, by the way, everybody, um, because (laughs) after six weeks of it, I'm like, I, I was like forcing myself into doing that because it was providing like purpose in my life, you know? Yeah. I felt like the more I recorded, the more purpose I had because, and that also brings me joy, but also I'm realizing like, man, this is, it's too much. Like I'm trying to do too much just to be, to have this like normal feeling. Um, Right. And I say that because what you were saying just makes me think like we do have to sort of like make this our new reality for a little while here. Not a little yeah. while, kind of a long while. Yeah, I know, right? But it is funny. Do you feel like you like got caught up where you, because people are like, oh, this is the time to like be more productive mm. or blah, 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 blah. Do you feel like you got caught up in that or felt like, well, I guess maybe I should put out more podcast episodes now or, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying because I've heard, I've heard so many people talk about that like oh now's the time to like write your book and you know (laughs) (laughs) um I I think I'm I think for me personally it's just clinging to that purpose yeah Um, oh definitely because I felt like I didn't have you know I don't have any child care so I felt like I was like you know just losing my mind because I had this like built this community and this podcast and everything Mm -hmm. and I kind of felt like I everything was like everybody was stepping back, you know, like no live interviews, you know, everything that I had kind of like built towards working to kind of felt like it was fizzling. And so, um, I just was like, I'm going to record more, which, you know, it, that just, it makes my husband's life harder because then he has to take more (laughs) breaks from work and, you know, so I think that's what it is. And it's comical when, when people, throw the, Hey, now's the time to do all those extra things. Some people can though. I mean, maybe now is the time for some people and that's great. Yeah. Some people can, my hats are off. Like I have never had so much respect for parents right now, like you, because like, I can't imagine, you know, I 
look like I complain about I don't complain, but like I talk about like how hard it is to be like productive working from home sometimes. But then I realized like a lot of my coworkers have three or four kids running around that they're trying to manage while doing that. And I'm like, all right, I, I definitely, my hats are off to you all right now. Um, so it's like whatever gets you through the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know, but conversely, like on that same note, um, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but like living alone cannot be easy right now. No, it's um, it's really tough. It's been really hard for me to um, like be because like the thing is, you're also just by yourself without distraction. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so when you go through hard stuff and then you're totally alone. And I recently went through some life changes and it's just like, okay, I'm grieving and I'm mourning and I want a friend's shoulder to cry on right now. And I don't have that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and there's no, what I've learned from this so much is there's no substitute for like human physical touch, like crying on a FaceTime call and a friend being like, I wish I could hug you right now is nowhere, (laughs) nowhere like actually having somebody hug you. (laughs) No, no, not anywhere close. So it it is funny though, because I think anyone who has, you know, like a bunch of kids at home or is like, like a big household is like, oh my God, I just want alone time. (laughs) And then those of us that live alone are like, oh my God, I just want people. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Um, I read that article that you tweeted from the Atlantic that David Grawl wrote from the uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah. So good. Are yeah. You, I'm, are you a concert person? I am a concert person and I'm really sad because I had tickets to um, uh, several concerts at Red Rocks this summer because uh, I, I live about 10 minutes from Red Rocks now and I was so excited for that first summer. I'm like, yeah, none of these are going to happen. Like, you know, and I realized concerts are probably – concerts along with big races are probably going to be like some of the last things to come back so Um, long yeah I know but it is pretty cool to see like what all the musicians like so many musicians are you know putting out live stuff on Instagram and blah 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 so they're figuring out ways but I just I I feel for them for sure what concerts were you gonna what concerts did you have tickets to uh, so the big one, um, so, uh, Dermot Kennedy was playing in August. I mean, maybe August could still happen. I don't know, but I'm a huge Dermot Kennedy fan. Um, and then a few others, it's like rainbow kitten surprise and, um, some other smaller, my sister was coming out to see like stick figure and whatnot. And so, and all of this has been <laughs> clearly postponed <laughs> or canceled, <laughs> I feel like I should know these bands and I, I'm feeling very kind of embarrassed that I don't, you you know, I, I, they're no, they're not, they're not like super well-known bands. So don't, don't What kind of music is it? Uh, those are all different kinds of music. I have a very eclectic. Okay. Because like, I will literally, like I listened to Backstreet Boys on repeat today on my run, Nice. but then I like will listen to these like weird indie bands and things like that. So I, I don't judge. I also like country. So I'm all over the place. Okay, good. No judgment. <laughs> uh, one of my questions though, and I tweeted yeah. this last night and I had some interesting responses. Um, if you could just like forget all responsibilities and go on tour with any band and you're mm-hmm. going on tour with them because you like their music and you want to be there, but also because like you think that they're probably really cool people who do you choose? Oh, that's a good one. Um, 
I actually, it's funny. I don't know if I've, I've ever really, the hard thing is like, I don't know. I never really like look at musicians and be like, yeah, they would be fun mm. to hang out with in mm. person, you know? So you don't really know. I know. But I think I would go for more of kind of like a, like kind of like a jam band type yeah. of thing. Um, but I, you know, I do, I have a soft spot still for Mumford and Sons and they've always been one of my top bands. So I think I would go on tour with them. I love that answer. I've been to, oh my gosh, we went to one Mumford and Sons concert. Okay. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to wrap my husband out for this. <laughs> and, um, I think that my best friend was the driver. Anyway, my husband drank way too much and we had to like pull over and then we get home and we, he's like throwing up outside of the car. And this is, we had one kid at this point. So we have yeah. one baby. Okay. And so then, and I'm, I'm fine. Like it's just him that right. drank too much. And so I still have to like get the babysitter home. Cause at that point she didn't drive. So I'm like, Oh, just hold on a second. My husband's in the yard throwing up right now. You're like, are we 21 again? You're I know. Like, yes, we are. I know. And we were, uh, gosh, so we were 29. So we were like 30. So we were 30 yeah. Uh, yeah. when we had the first baby. But it's just funny. Like our babysitter was probably like, what is going on? Like, we're not that much older than you, okay? You're like, sorry. But yeah, that's my Mumford and Sons story. And I love them. Do you think that their music, like, I feel like their music is like really spiritual. It is. Um, it's funny. I think a lot of it has very biblical undertones, um, especially their second out album, um, like Babel, Babel. I don't know how it's Babel. It's Babel. Yeah. I'm like, I'm ruining my biblical history right now. Um, like going to get thrown off the Catholic school bus. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel that I also, I have a, I love banjos and music. So I absolutely, you give me a band that has a banjo in it and I'm like, yep, you are my new favorite. Mm. Um, but I, it's like their, their newer stuff has shifted away from that. So I'm not as big as a fan anymore, but there is a lot of like spiritual stuff. I actually really wanted, um, a Mumford tattoo, like a lyric, one of oh. the, what lyric? Uh, so the song, um, below my feet. Yeah. I was um, just a, thinking of that song. Yeah. So there's a line is keep the earth below my feet. Yes. And so I was going to do on one on each foot. I was going to put, keep the earth and on the other foot below my feet. Um, it's kind of like a reminder to ground myself. Um, and then the pandemic happened and all the tattoo shops closed. So oh. maybe, okay. but then everyone's like, you don't want a tattoo on your foot. It will fade away and things like that. But I'm like, nah. So you're like, well, if it fades, it fades. Right. Um, I think that's probably my favorite, one of my favorite songs. And I, I feel like when I hear those lyrics in that song specifically, I feel like a spiritual thing Mm -hmm. happening. Like, I don't know what it is, but it is, that song is so good. Totally. Totally. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm going to read through some of their lyrics now. I feel like I need to, I need to connect. (laughs) Oh, there are so many, there's so many good ones. And actually the, their live, the live version from Red Rocks of that song is fantastic. Okay. Adding that to the happy playlist. Got it. There you go. Yeah. Um, Okay. So talk to us about your, your move just in terms of like, did you hire movers? Like, are you hauling everything yourself? What did that look like? Um, I hired movers. Um, I packed everything, um, myself, um, which I was going to, it was going to be like, I was going to make sure everything was organized. I was going to give away half of my stuff. Well, 
Goodwills in California were closed right. and all that, all the donation centers were closed when I was moving. I was like, I cannot get rid of. So I ended up carrying so much stuff cross country that I didn't want to move, but like, I didn't really have an option because I didn't want to like throw it Dump out. It. Yeah. It feels weird, especially because I, it's like, I had running shoes that are like brand new running shoes that I'm never going to wear that I like wanted to donate and I can't. Um, but yes, I, I was like, no, no way doing the U-Haul. You know, I have a tiny little civic anyway, which I'm going to need to replace once winter rolls around in, or in Colorado. Um, but I've done the move, like I've done Portland to St. Louis, St. Louis to Seattle, Seattle to Chicago, Chicago to California. So like, I'm pretty well versed in (laughs) moving at this point, (laughs) but it's just amazing how much crap you can accumulate. (laughs) Well, yeah, we've, I, you know, like being home all the time, you're like, I want to reorganize. I want to get rid of stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I am a purger in general. Like I get rid of stuff all the time and I'm, I'm like, how, what if you were truly a hoarder? Because I feel like we get rid of stuff all the time and yet we still have so much stuff to get rid of. And we're not collectors either. Like I am not one to, to, I'm not a thing person. I don't want more things. I want less things, but it just happens. And, um, I have a bunch of bags in the garage waiting to be donated somewhere too. And I, you know, when you, when you make the decision, you're like, I want it out of the closet and now it has to be out of my house now. Like right. you want that weight yeah. lifted. Where do we take it? What do we do? I know. Well, the, luckily the places here in Colorado are open. So, oh, but are. I, but I still have everything in boxes because this, this is my psyche thinking is that like I spent two weeks without, with only the stuff that I brought in my little civic. Mm. And when I remember when the movers called me, like, yeah, we're delivering your stuff tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't want it. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't need it. I mean, when winter rolls around, I'll need a lot of like the winter gear and stuff and like mile of my race gear. But it just made me realize like how much, how I could survive. And granted, like we're all at home anyway, so it doesn't, you know, but like, I was like, I don't need all this stuff. And I unfortunately do tend towards the hoarder side. Mm. Uh, My grandma is like, like grade A hoarder. Um, So I think I... I inherited that a little bit, but it's all like, I'm very, I'm a very sentimental person. So it's all like race mementos and memorabilia and like dirty shorts that I wore for like my first, like for like when I won the Spartan race world championships that I haven't worn for years, but I can't get rid of because (laughs) they're like sentimental to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, it's kind of crazy. Um, and so now I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to leave a lot of that in boxes. And if in like three months from now, I still don't miss it, then I'm just going to take those boxes and take them and donate them, you know, because like I didn't need them. So Yeah. That's yeah. the nice thing about moving is you can kind of like, as you're putting things away, it's like, okay, this is a fresh start. If this does not have a home, you are not yeah. staying. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, I'm like, well, I am lucky that I kept all my winter gear from when I lived in Chicago because I will definitely need that here. Um, But so that's like, but beyond that, I'm like, well, since I'm working from home indefinitely, it's, there's no need for a work wardrobe. Yeah. (laughs) I did put normal clothes on the last two days. And like, I'm talking skinny jeans. Like I went all in yesterday. Wow. I know. That's impressive. (laughs) I felt very proud of myself. And I felt 
really good all day. And I, I took a shower in the morning and I hadn't worked. So the problem is, is what I do is if I don't, you know, I wait to shower until I work out. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I got up a little bit later. My husband was on call all day. I knew there's no way I'm getting a run in until at least five, yeah. 5 PM. And it's like 8 AM. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you just like have a day then instead of like <laughs> being in your pajamas or workout clothes all day waiting for that shower why don't you shower put makeup on put normal clothes on and then like by the time you go for your run you'll have like actually felt more put together and hey I'm not saying it's gonna stick it's not gonna stick but for these two days it's felt really good yeah you know I've heard like people have been saying that I'm like you know like get dressed and get ready and things like that I'm like I hear that that could work and I'm like maybe one day I'll roll around to it. But yeah, there is something though. I think just about like, it's like whenever I've having a problem remembering to shower here in Colorado, because like I get back from a run (laughs) and no, and I don't, I'm not sweaty. Like it's so dry here that everything evaporates. So I'm like, I'm not sweaty. Do I really need to shower? (laughs) And I'm like, God, this is going to be really problematic after a while. (laughs) Are you a shower person though? I'm a shower. I'm an obsessive shower. Not really. Um, I mean, like I generally would only, this is from when I've been injured, I like forget to shower because I'm like, if I'm not, my, my cue to shower is after a workout. I'm sweaty. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm sweaty. Or if I have pool access, it's like, well, I just got out of the pool. So, um, but no, I actually, I love baths though. I'm a huge bath fan. I always like, I'm looking at buying a place here in Colorado. Um, and I'm like the, my only require. well, I have a few requirements. My main requirement is it needs to have an incredible bathtub. Mm, so that's a good requirement. And yeah. my husband makes fun of me. He thinks baths are disgusting. Well, I mean, if you do, if you think about it, it, it kind of is, you are kind of like sitting in your own filth, <laughs> but that's why you shower after a bath. Right. Right. Or I said, or I could rinse off before the bath, like whatever needs to happen for you not to think it's disgusting because I think it's really relaxing. Now we have in our house, we only have one bathtub um, mm-hmm. and it's a, this old claw tub, like a hundred years old. Oh, yeah. And our kids, that's the bathtub. Our kids take baths in and they just, they do really disgusting things in the bathtub. And there was a while here during quarantine where we were actually also washing dishes in there because our kitchen was being remodeled. So I'm like, I just oh feel like that bathtub will never feel relaxing to me. So I'm going to be jealous yeah. of your bathtub when you find your perfect home. Yeah, there we go. It's like the place I'm running now, it has a decent bathtub, but I'm still a little bit too tall for it. So yeah. we're we'll, we'll go for the super nice one at some point. <laughs> yeah. Hey friends, I'm just going to take a quick break to let you know that today's sponsor is Koala Clip. And this is an incredible product that if you're not already using it on the go on your runs, you need to check it out. Uh, It is a case that you put your phone in, you clip it to the back of your sports bra, and it's water resistant, so you can sweat all you want to sweat. You can get rained on, whatever, and your phone will stay safe. It doesn't bounce around. I've been using the Koala Clip for probably two years now. I've worn it in marathons. It is my favorite way to carry my phone with me. 
You can save 10% when you go to koalaclip.com. Use the code ANOTHER at checkout to save 10% off your order. And I also want to let you all know, a way you can support this podcast right now is by supporting my work on Patreon. I put out two bonus episodes a month, one with Lauren Flores and one with my husband, Glenn. They are totally unedited, unfiltered, and probably similar to these Fun Friday episodes um, as far as the nature of the conversations. You can go to patreon.com slash lindsayhine to support my work behind this show and get access to those bonus episodes. And make sure you are checking out the other podcasts in the Sandy Boy Productions Podcast Network, the Illuminate Podcast, and the Up and Running Podcast. The Illuminate Podcast, my most recent guest on there was Dr. Adam B. Hill, and we had a great conversation on mental health and working in the medical field. Dr. Hill has walked through his own battle with mental health and addiction and He just brings so much hope to that conversation. So that's the Illuminate podcast. Make sure you go check that out. And I host that conversation. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Amelia Boone. I noticed you've been taking lots of like leisurely hikes and walks as you're cross training. So I'm just curious when you're out there for like hours at a time when you're walking and hiking or whatever. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to music? What are you thinking about? Are you listening to Mumford and Sons? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's a um, there. It's a combination of things. I think sometimes I'm listening to audio, so I can't run to podcasts or audiobooks, mm-hmm. but I like hiking to them. So I've been doing a lot of my hikes to like different audiobooks. Um, and um, so I'm currently listening to Educated, which. I'm going to say I'm having a hard time getting into, even though everybody tells me to stick with it. Um, so I'm going to, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's different. So I'm, I'm sometimes it's just total silence and I'm also learning because there are a lot of mountain bikers and rattlesnakes around here. It's probably best to not be listening to loud music. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you don't want to die. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then I've been doing a lot of now, now, so I got an elliptigo about a month ago. Oh, nice. And it's pretty much now my new favorite thing ever. Um, and so the elliptigo rides have replaced some of the hiking. Um, and I definitely don't listen to music on that because I'll just get creamed by cars. But yeah, that's so dangerous. <laughs> I know. I'm like, if I ever I see a cyclist with headphones oh my gosh. on, I'm like, what? Though the aftershocks are really good for they that. Good. I've this. They're they're like that's what I've been using on my runs now, so I can hear mountain bikers. Um, because I used to in California, I'm like, I want to block out all the noise. I don't want to hear a thing. And now I realize I probably should hear things around me. So. Yeah, I I run with aftershocks. See, I run with my aftershocks outside. I'm like, now that I've gone gotten accustomed to that, I yeah. I feel like I couldn't go back to like AirPods because I I just would feel unsafe. Like I wouldn't hear anything. Right. But yeah. if I'm like indoors, which I'm not ever anymore, but like if I'm <laughs> indoors on a treadmill, I don't the aftershocks. I don't want to hear the other people in the gym. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, gyms, gyms. You want noise canceling as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't hear people like grunting, doing calf raises. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. Um. Well, that's interesting about educated because 
it's definitely on my on my list. I wonder if you would struggle as much getting into it if you like read it instead of the audio. Is the yeah, that's, voice that's, good? The voice is good. I think that's what people said is that I may, so I may just switch over to reading it, um, you know, like regular book style, Uh, but, but I'm the weirdo that I can't do Kindles or iPads or things Uh like that. Like I, I need a physical book. Yeah. I need a physical book. I need to turn the pages. I've never been able to read on a device. Um, and so that's, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I guess I could buy the book, but you know, it's just like, I'm like, Oh, it's so much easier. I can just like rent the audiobook from my library and listen to it. So have you read Hillbilly Elegy? No, that's on my list though. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the similar concept to yeah. educated. Um, I see, I struggle getting into books on audio at all. Okay. Like I want to, yeah. I want to do audio, but I just, I don't know. I really struggle with it. So then I go always go to podcasts instead. Yeah. Uh, audiobooks are great. I realize I need like long time. So I need like cross country drives where I did the, I did a 20 hour drive three times in the past six weeks. <sighs> um, and, um, audiobooks are perfect for that. So I listen to untamed. Ooh, Have you read that? Is oh that my good? God. Amazing. Like at first I was like, I don't, I don't really know. Like when people were recommending it to me, I'm like, I'm not really really sure. And then now I'm just like, Oh my God. So I bought the book actually after I listened to it in the car and then have now like dog eared it and like highlighted it. And it's just, I think it just, it just spoke to me. It's fantastic. Highly recommend it. Well, I just listened to Glennon on armchair expert. Have you listened to oh. that? I have not, but I love that podcast. Yeah, she was just on recently, and I read her last book. I forget what it was called, but do you remember yeah. what it's love, called? Love, love Warrior? Love Warrior. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. I read Love Warrior back in the day, um, and I love her, but I'm like, is this book just being hyped up because of who she is, but now you're convincing yeah. me otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I didn't read Love Warrior. um, And I feel like what's probably interesting, if you've read that, then to compare Mm -hmm. what she says in Untamed, you know, Um, but it is, I understand she's probably gotten a lot of flack for, you know, changing her views and her stance and things like that over the years. But like, I mean, people change, you know, and we all like, we all screw up and we all like are, are we're allowed to change. I don't trust people who don't change, mm-hmm. you know, who don't admit that like they had it wrong at one point, you know? So I love the complexity of the human spirit. And I think that that's what's so cool about Untamed. Okay. So you've read the book and you've listened to it on audio. Which do you recommend? Yeah. I would get, I would read the book. I would read. I mean, the audiobook is great because she narrates, um, you know, and she's like, so she's very like soothing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that for me, like being able, I love to highlight and like dog ear a a book like that. Um, And so that's why I would go book route. Okay. I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I think I do Kindle, but I also do hard books. I'm I'm both. I go both ways. But I think for this one, since you said you highlighted so much like this is because I that's part of my non-hoarding I don't like to keep yeah. books I like well and that's you yeah, know but they're, they're easy I always get them secondhand you know yeah. I always I always do use books and then I you, you know donate them. them when I'm done yeah yeah um or like 
I also, well, I don't read it in saunas anymore because no saunas are open, <laughs> but generally that would destroy a book as well. And then I would just recycle it. <laughs> so. Oh, right. I actually, the most recent book I read, one of the most recent books I read, um, this was the first week of quarantine and it was like right in the middle of our kitchen remodel. Everything was gutted. So we stayed at my parents' house for the first week. This is early March and they have a sauna. Yeah. And when we left, I was like, we can't leave because I don't, oh, I, know. I don't want to leave this sauna. Like, and my right. parents never even use it, but Glenn and I were both, my husband, we are both in it like at least once a day because it just feels so good. Oh, it's amazing. And that's, so that's my other, so whenever I buy a place, it's, my real estate agent thinks I'm crazy. You need a spot like, for a sauna. I need, I need a big bathtub and I need a spot for a sauna. Yeah. Um, and that's cause then I want, I want to put in a barrel sauna in the yard cause I just uh. like, I adore saunas so they're much. awesome but yeah I read the um I read the silent patient in the sauna okay and that book is like so gross now because I'm like I want to give this to someone else to read you know I like to pass them along but I'm like I don't think anybody's gonna want this if they know no. why it looks like it looks yeah you have, people always ask me about reading in the sauna I'm like you have to do hardcover they have to be yep. hardcover and you're pretty much gonna have to recycle it when you're done with it <laughs> oh for sure and but that's the only reason though I really got through that book so quick is because I did the sauna for 20 minutes a day and so yeah no matter what I was getting that 20 minutes of reading in in the sauna mm-hmm Oh, it's perfect. It's, it was like, it's like my favorite thing ever. Um, so, so when people always ask, they're like, what do you miss like with quarantine? And I'm like, I miss pools and I miss sitting in the sauna every day and reading. So, so did you, did you go to the sauna like at your gym? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would just go to like the, I belong to 24 hour fitness and would just go to the sauna there. And so it was always for me an interesting experiment that was like, seeing what people do in the sauna is, um, scary at times. Oh gosh. Um, that was also why I want my own personal sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm just like, how do you think that this is appropriate in a sauna? But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What song do you have to add to our happy playlist? Hap okay. So I'm going to go with a song that is making me super happy right now. Um, and it's called coast, um, by Shane Smith and the saints. Ooh, we've got a song I've never heard of. Yeah. Nice. It's very obscure. Um, banjos, lots of banjos. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It makes me super happy. So have you seen him in concert? No, I haven't. My friend just introduced me to him about a month ago and now I'm obsessed. So. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm going to put that on Pandora later. Um, okay. We have a couple listener questions. Yes. All right. I'm going to start with, um, Sally McRae. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. So I'm just playing this into the microphone. So it'll probably be a little bit quieter than my voice, but, um, okay. I think you should be able to hear it. Okay. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Amelia. I am so excited you guys are doing this podcast. I can't wait to listen. So I have a fun question for Amelia. I am wondering what is your most embarrassing moment on the trail? And it could be during a race or during a training session, solo or with people. Let us hear it. Give us a laugh. All right. Love you both. Bye. Okay. Oh, I love hearing Sally's voice. I miss her. She's fantastic. Um, so, um, 
so my most embarrassing moment, I've had a lot of them. Um, but I would probably have to say is, um, running around the Apple camp or like the trails near the Apple campus, um, in San Jose. Um, I definitely, when I need to pee on the trail, I just step off to the side of the trail and pee. Um, I don't really think about people around me. There's trees around, but whatever. Um, I had a coworker run by as I was peeing on the side of the trail, <laughs> um, like about a year ago. And I was like, oh dear God. Um, so, and it was a dude too. Oh, that's um, worse. That's so way worse. Makes it worse. Oh, did you make eye contact? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And later on, I was like, we're and later on at the <laughs> office. I was like, we're going to pretend that never happened. Right. He's like, yep. And I was like, thank God. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a squatter. Like I will, yeah. if I have to pee and I'm trying to get a run in or anything, I'm like, I'm going to there. I will will it to happen regardless oh, yeah. of where I'm at. So I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. But I have since been perfected, like being able to pee while keeping your shorts on, just pulling mm-hmm. it over to the side. Mm-hmm. So not as risque. Well, so all of my kids are boys and they pee outside yeah. all the time. Oh, I know. I'm so jealous. Right. And so, um, the other day I took my two big boys, we rode our bikes up to Butler's campus. That's a small university here. And, um, there's this like little back area where there's like creeks and places we can run around. And so we were over there running around and I had to pee because, you know, they were biking back four miles. I was running back four miles. So I was like, I'm I'm not holding it. Um, and so I just was like, Hey, you guys kind of like, look out for me. I'm going to pee behind this tree. And I I don't know how, so they are seven and five. I don't know how I've gone this long without them knowing that I can pee outside too, because (laughs) like I'm a peer outsider kind of person. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, my five-year-old Lewis, he was so confused. He was like, you can pee outside. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, what are you peeing out of? (laughs) Oh my God. And I was like, well, I mean, girls just have different parts. We just have to squat. But it was, he was so confused. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about the peeing outside. And actually, when I was doing the drive from California to Colorado, I would, I would, people are probably going to kill me for this, but I would actually <laughs> like stop on the side of the road and pee outside as opposed to like going into gas stations. Oh, yeah. Not because I figured it was probably cleaner and safer for sure. to go like pee behind a tree than to go into a dirty gas station right now. Uh, 100%. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> um, I have a friend whose family was traveling uh, cross country coming back during the pandemic. And you know what she did? Yeah. What? She literally bought uh, cat litter and made her kids poop oh my God. in cat <gasps> litter. And then she and her husband were going to, too. And I was like, I would if I, I'm just I think I would just go in like I, I think I would just risk yeah. it because I don't yeah. I couldn't do okay. it. Yeah. Pooping would be different that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I look like I poop outside when I'm camping and whatnot, but then you have a shovel and like, you know, like, you know how to dispose of it and things like that. But yeah. yeah, Oh man. uh, (laughs) But even (laughs) didn't go there yet. (laughs) Even in non pandemic times, I would prefer to just pull over and let my kids pee out the car instead of having them in, in dirty gas station bathrooms, because you know, they are not being like sanitary in there. My kids, yeah. I, I can try my hardest to get them to wash their hands, but they're still going to be touching all the things. 
Oh, for sure. And like, and I never, before all this, I'm like, I, because I think it's probably just because I like with obstacle racing and whatnot, and you think of how much filth you're in all the time, mm-hmm. like that stuff never phased me. I would probably lick the floor of a um, gas station <laughs> bathroom. Like I would lick a floor of the gas station bathroom, be like, meh, whatever. <laughs> and now it's crazy how everything has changed. Oh, <laughs> so. It's, it's insane. So uh, I hope that I can go back to, to that attitude one day. <laughs> I know. Well, three or four weeks ago, whenever we were in like the peak of everything shutting down, I was like Cloroxing the outside of all my groceries. Were you doing yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Are and you I'm still doing it? I'm like become less vigilant about yeah. it. And I'm and like that because that's the hardest thing. Like when I go to the store and I like bring it all back, I'm like, ugh. Do I have to wipe this all down now? I'm not doing you know? that anymore. I and now, up. yeah, I, I know. I think we've just all become tired of like yeah. that, that routine. Also, and I'm like, I'm going to run out of Clorox wipes too. So I might as, or like save them for other things. <laughs> I did run out. We don't have any more. I mean, I have hand sanitizer, but I don't have any more wipes. So when yeah, we ran I, out, I was like, well, that's that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, we all need to take some calculated risks. I was like, groceries, we'll be fine. <laughs> I know. And I actually, now that I'm not doing that, I think I did that for like two or three weeks, but I, I felt like a really big weight lifted. I know that sounds silly, um, but like getting all the groceries in and then wiping them all down, like it just, that extra step was, I mean, this is so sad to say, but it was stressing me out. No, I'm with you. I'm (laughs) totally with you too. And it was like, I feel way less anxious now that like grocery stores are fully stocked again for the most part. Cause like, I remember one day I was like, I was trying to find eggs and I couldn't find eggs. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think like there is a lot to be said about like that our routines also then just can cause more anxiety. And that's what I had to break myself of. Like I got into like obsessive hand washing and things like that. And I was just like, calm down, like mm-hmm. calm down. Like you can take, like, it's good to take precautions, but like when they're majorly disrupting your life, like they're more harm than good at some point. Yeah. Like I would take all, like change my clothes completely the second I got home. And (laughs) like when I went to Target on Friday, I was like, you know what? I'm just leaving these clothes on. I'm not changing my clothes. Like, you know, I washed my hands, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to live. I'm just going to live my life. Um, Okay. Here's another question. Okay. Hi, Amelia. This is Lindsay Summers from outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I have two questions for you. Number one, what draws you to races like the Barkley Marathons and Big's back, Backyard Ultra? Is it Laz? Is it the people? Or is it really the challenge? And number two, what's your favorite Pop-Tart flavor? Oh, did you hear that? Yes. Okay. What is my favorite Pop-Tart? Okay, so I'll answer the easy one first. Cinnamon roll, favorite Pop-Tart flavor, definitely cinnamon roll. Um and Biggs and Barkley, you know, is kind of a combination of everything. Laz is this great enigma, and he's an amazing, amazing man. Um, I think what draws me to races like that is is really just I love going into things where the possibility of failure is like so overwhelmingly high, mm. um, <laughs> and it is. It's just a very humbling kind of experience. I think like five or six years ago, like I wouldn't go into a race that I didn't think I stood a chance of like winning, 
you know, because I was like, that's what I must do. I must win. I must win. Um, you know, and people will not love me if I don't win. And now I'm just like, I want to do that super cool, gnarly thing that I'm probably going to fail at, but I'm going to have really good stories that come out of it. And I think that that's what like I realized. And the, I mean, the people that run it are just amazing. So it's, it's uh, definitely like a combination of all of those. I love that so much. Did you, when you did, I know you did bigs last year. Did you hang out with Courtney and Maggie and that whole crew the whole time? So, well, Courtney was flying to Europe because she was, so she wasn't there, but I had her, I was, I, that, uh, like I was talking to her constantly because, you know, I was helping with Maggie and Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, um, but it is such, such an awesome crew and I'm super stoked because I live like, super close to Courtney now. I told her I moved here to stalk her. Uh, <laughs> I think she's scared of me. She's um, so fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah, it is just like, and we, the next day after like the, after the race ended, we all went back over to Laz's and like cleaned up his backyard because it is literally in his backyard. Um, and That's just so like awesome. sat around and like hung out and it's just, it is such a cool group. So yeah. I want to come like just crew somebody sometime like just to <laughs> well, be around all those people the 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 I would say the harder thing like it's hard to get into these races it's even harder to see them without running them because every the most coveted thing ever is to be a crew member for Barkley because that's the only way you can see it is mm-hmm. if you're a crew member and we're only allowed one crew person you gotta now. be besties with that person oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So it's the number of offers that I've had to crew. And I'm just like, oh, I'm who like, do you pick? I, I know. I'm just like, I wish I could have all of you. I know. Who, what will you do? Who will you pick? <laughs> I mean, I don't We'll see. We'll see when next year rolls around. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, I think um, it is. It's I think it's tough. I think you just like go with somebody who a lot of people go with their significant others. But I think I've also learned that by watching that sometimes your significant other is not the best crew. Totally. (laughs) Um, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I think that sometimes your significant other, like you, you, your weaknesses come out and you know, like, I feel like you don't have to be as like tough because you're like, I can fall apart in front of him or her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So actually the year that I ran it, um, or in 2018, I had like a random, I, I I'd never met him before, but he was, he was coached by my coach and he was fantastic, you know? And I, it's like, I didn't know him. And so it was like, it was like perfect. Um, and then this past year it was going to be my, my boyfriend at the time who's going to crew me, but then clearly the race didn't happen. So we shall see next year. Yeah. When was it supposed to be? Uh, it's always, you know, around a certain time frame in like late March, okay. early April. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we never, we never actually say the date. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Yep. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Amelia. This is Kira D'Amato from Richmond, Virginia. And I had a question for Amelia. I saw recently on Twitter, you said you've been waving to runners on runs and, you know, from socially um, acceptable distances, but, and that they, you know, were a little scared of what you were trying to do. But I have a question. This is something that I debate in my head on a lot of runs when passing other runners. 
do you have like a certain protocol to waving to other runners like trail versus road like how high do you wave <laughs> you know do you do what just comes naturally or do you, you know if someone has headphones on do you treat them differently like what is your protocol for like <laughs> passing runners or encouraging runners or when you go by or just other walkers or people in general I find myself debating and if I just look awkward if I'm way too friendly so I was just curious if you had um, some go-to responses all right that's all hope you guys are doing awesome I love that question so much <laughs> I love it it's a very thank you it's a very scientific process no. <laughs> so what's interesting to me is so I used to God, about like last summer I started really getting into high-fiving everybody on the trails. Mm. Like that was my thing. Um, I was trying to get out of my head during runs because I was really scared of like injury, re-injury because I had had so many injuries. And so I was like overthinking everything. So I figured out a way to make myself happy and to stop overthinking thing was just to hand out high-fives, which is very difficult. And it's super awkward when people don't like respond to you when you like are left hanging with a high-five. And then like it, all types of things go wrong. But now clearly we can't high five. And I'm really sad about that. Um, so I'm always now it's interesting because of the pandemic, I always use the opposite hand that's not closest to the person to wave. Mm. Because I'm afraid that if I like, if I hold out my hand like to wave, they're like afraid that I'm flinging germs on them mm-hmm. or something like from a distance. Uh, so I will use my opposite hand away from them to wave. Um, and then if I'm passing by them, I always like, I've always generally been like, like done like a wave, like behind me or like a good morning or something like that. Um, and I'm still doing that, but I do, when I say something, I try and like direct my voice away from them because Mm -hmm. I'm also afraid people are afraid that I'm like spewing aerosols on them. So it's just like strange. I'm still trying to do everything normally. Um, you know, and be as friendly as I can. Um, but I, I definitely like some failures out there a lot of times people just not responding, but I'm finding more (laughs) and more like this past few days. I don't know if it's because like shelter in place was lifted, but people seem a bit more at ease. Mm -hmm. You know, I found the first, like the first few weeks of quarantine, people were like aggressively waving like, Oh, another person. Like I'm so excited to see someone. Um, and it seems like it's kind of fizzled, but I usually do like a smile and a head nod. And sometimes I wave, I, I'm kind of like, I feel out the other person. Yeah. Like I make eye contact. That's what I do. I start with the eye contact. Yeah. And and I definitely, I, I definitely do that too. I think what I've realized is, um, especially when I'm on my elliptigo, um, I can't take my hands off the handlebars or else I'll fall. Um, so I can't wave in that mm. scenario. So I've like been like, I like, like raise a hand. I like raise a few <laughs> fingers. I like throw up a peace sign. It's like, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> well, because you also don't want to feel like I always want, don't want people to think I'm being rude or ignoring, right. but then I don't want to be overly aggressive. So Kind of like the head nod smile. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Here's what, I, oh, go I'm ahead. all for now being like overly aggressive. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just, I want you to know that the awkward thing is once you've aggressively said hi and they ignore you and then you turn around and you have to pass them again, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, and you're like, oh yeah. Are you going to like, are you going to not, are you going <laughs> to ignore me again? Or are we going to, do I have, do should I go for the wave again? Or do I just completely act like it didn't happen? 
Right. Okay, yeah. here's another one. Yeah. Hi, Amelia. This is Susie from Vancouver, BC in Canada. <laughs> I know it'd be hard to imagine that Canadians could ever be rude, but sometimes when I'm telling a story to my friends or family or whatever, and I'm telling a story about somebody that I came into contact with, like a conversation that I had, maybe it's like my ex-husband or somebody in the grocery store that was rude or something like that, I will, I will do a voice. So I'll be telling the story and I'll be like, okay, and then I pulled up to the front door and then I rang the doorbell and then he came out and he was like, what are you doing here? Like, I thought that you weren't supposed to be here until two o'clock. So my question to you is what voice do you use when you're imitating when you're imitating somebody I know you're an attorney so I'm sure you have stories that you bring home and tell your family so what voice what's your voice like that's what I want to know Susie I love Susie Susie that is an excellent question I actually think that she did my voice yeah it's like it's she it's pretty much like the oh and blah 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 I don't know what affect that is, but it is definitely um, <laughs> something that's that's pretty much what I use um, for like anyone who's being being rude. <laughs> I mean, I know. And then Susie messaged me and she was like, by the way, you better tell us what your voice is. And I yeah. was, and I thought about it and I was like, I think that's the go to voice. Like, I think yeah. I think I think it's like that. Like, I think that's just the voice. Right. I, I, I should start doing like a really strange, I'm just going to like, cause you, you're, I'm not going to do like an Australian accent because like those Australians are like the friendliest people ever, you yeah, know, or yeah. Canadians. Um, I'm not going to like start saying a boot, uh, cause they're friendly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, that, I think Susie, that is the default voice. Okay. We yeah. have a couple more and you have a hard yeah. stop. So I want to, let's I actually, I have, I have a bit more time. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. We can keep going. I just, I want to make sure that I get in everybody's, um, yes. as many as I can. Okay. Here's the next one. And Susie, thank you. I love that question. It was funny. It's a great one. Hey, Amelia. My name is Mari and I'm fascinated with apex predators. So my question was, have you had any close encounters with mountain lions, wolves, or bears on the trail? Any moments that made you poop your pants a little bit? <laughs> And what is your plan? Do you carry something like pepper spray just in case? Thanks. <laughs> Do you poop your pants a little bit? Do I poop my pants a little bit? That is a good question, Mari. Um, so when I first moved to California, everybody warned me about mountain lions because, and like we have had a lot of trails closed for mountain lions. And so I think for a while I carried pepper spray with me and then a small little knife. And then I realized that if a mountain lion was going to attack me, Neither of those things were going to come in handy because it was going to kill me. Like, I wouldn't ever hear it coming. That's mm -hmm. the great thing about mountain lions, um, that if they're going to get you, you're a goner and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so I've seen uh, I've seen one mountain lion. I've seen a lot of bobcats. Um, I have run into a few bears when I've been up in um, Whistler. I remember there was a – actually, there was a bear on one of the Spartan race courses that we were running – um, they were black bears though. For some reason, bears don't scare me as much. Really? Um, unless I, well, I mean a grizzly bear. Yes. I would poop my pants. I yeah. would absolutely poop my pants. Um, but like, I think maybe because there's bears are slower, but if I saw cubs and a mom, then yeah, I would be super scared. 
Um, if anything, the things that scare me the most right now are, are rattlesnakes. Um, cause I'm not used to, I'm not used to running around them and they're everywhere around here, especially right now. So I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I know technically what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not quite sure if I would do that when I actually, you know, in the actual moment, <laughs> Yeah. Know? when you're like run across one, you're like, okay. I think I'm, I know what I'm supposed to do, but instead I'm just running away screaming, which is probably the wrong thing. So like that, if that terrifies me, I hate that I live like that though. Like I wouldn't want to be out in the woods like that by myself running for that reason. What happens if you do get bit by a rattlesnake? What are you supposed to do? Uh, well, so you are not supposed to run because apparently like if your heart rate is high, the venom spreads faster. So you're actually, if you get bit, you're supposed to, you know, like call for help, like get back, you know, get to an emergency room, like ASAP. They're actually like death by rattlesnake bite is very, very rare. Oh, Um, that's good to know. But like, you know, it happens. It actually happened here in Golden a few years ago. Um, mm. The guy was only like a mile from the trailhead too. Um, so yeah. So you're like, okay, well, I guess. I'm, so yeah, I think you're supposed to like keep your heart rate low and then like get to an emergency. You're not supposed to suck out the venom. That does not work. So <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. Next question. Well, let me open it. Amelia, talk to me about uh cauliflower what's your what are your thoughts on cauliflower that's jonathan love it okay i was like wait i know that (laughs) cauliflower is a fantastic vegetable it is a vegetable though it is not rice It Ah. it is not it is not pasta it is certainly not a pizza crust. And for the love of God, please nobody ever make a cauliflower milk. That is the end of the story. Okay. I have I have one argument for cauliflower, though. Okay. Do you like it if it's um, posed as, like, buffalo wings instead of buffalo chicken wings? Mm, I mean, I don't, like... I feel like, like, I love like roasted cauliflower with like stuff like that. So that's like kind of on that. But if you're like, I really want some chicken wings, but oh, I shouldn't have chicken wings. So I'll have cauliflower wings mm, instead. It's not like, okay. that, then that's not okay. But if you're eating cauliflower because you like cauliflower, you like the vegetable, you're treating it like a vegetable, more power to you. <laughs> you know, I feel the same way about when anybody tries to put a freaking black bean in any sort of like brownie or <laughs> dessert. I'm like, look, I love beans. I eat rice yeah. and beans all the time, but do not put a bean in my dessert. No, or like the people that like the sweet hummus, like the brownie hummus or mm-hmm. things like that. No. And I'm just like, no, no, go eat some brownie batter. Don't. Don't give me beans flavored with chocolate. You're ruining the experience of hummus. (laughs) You're ruining the experience of chocolate. Exactly. Um, I do love, you know, the sweet and salty mix, you know, like a trail mix type thing. But you don't mix chocolate and hummus. No, 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 I I can't even bring myself to. Well, I'll say I've never tried it. So maybe I shouldn't knock it until I rock it. But yeah. It's very upsetting when people do stuff like that. Okay. okay. This is another Jonathan question, actually. I meant to play this one first, but actually, I think it's going to work out just fine that I played the cauliflower one first. Okay. Here it is. (laughs) All right, Amelia, what's been the biggest surprise so far in 2020? 
And by biggest surprise, I mean best surprise. Something that you didn't expect that you like. That's a really good question. It's actually like a hard question for me because I feel like 2020 has just been a shitstorm. Right? Of, of like, of like what? what happy surprises have you had, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know what to me has been my happiest surprise of all this is the realization that I actually really like people. Um, and I know that comes across as like weird, like tongue in cheek, but like, it's like a joke. But I think for so long, I told myself, I'm like, I just want to move up to the mountains and be away from all the people and just be by myself and blah, blah, blah. And just like live this solitary lifestyle. And if anything, I've realized I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm so glad I never did that because like, I am a very social creature and yeah. uh, I wouldn't say I'm not an extrovert. I definitely need like the recharge time by myself. But like to me, it's just, yeah, that's 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 been a very good realization for me is that that I'm really glad I did not buy that super remote cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the human connection that, you know, like we said, you the Zoom, even you and I, what we're doing right now, like this yeah. is fulfilling to me. I like having the conversation, yeah. but it's not the same as if we were sitting in a room together. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, oh, the only other thing we're going to do is gratitude list, but we kind of ran out of time. So we're all good. Oh, yeah. Oh, but oh, wait, I do have to ask you about, you mentioned M&Ms. Oh, yes. Okay. So that is something we do need to discuss. Okay. We have a couple food comparisons. I, yeah. Okay. So first of all, my first question is what's, what's your favorite kind of cheese it? Kind of cheese? Oh, I don't just, I don't think I've had, oh, white cheddar. No, mm. it's white cheddar. Yeah. yeah. What about yours? Well, they have these new Cheez-Its that have these like ruffles in them. And oh. they have extra dusting of flavoring. And yeah. I I have a hard time straying from like the regular standard Cheez-It. But those things are crack. Like you can't oh. stop. They're so good. I will have to go look for them at the store the next time I go. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I have conflicted opinions about the M&M. So you go first. I am a peanut M&M girl all the way. And because probably because we used to use them in like really long endurance races as like fuel, like they're like perfect. But I just love, I, I don't know, peanut M&Ms are bust. I, I can do peanut butter, but I just, there's something about the crunchiness of the peanuts that I like. Yeah, I think I'm going to go, so I love a plain M&M. I love mm -hmm. a, a big handful of plain M&Ms. And my husband always makes fun of me. He's like, those are pointless. Like that, that they're <laughs> no good. But if I had to choose, I definitely would do the peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think have... caramel is a thing now. And I, I've had them. I, my kids had them recently. And I'm like, no, don't try to be in the game, caramel. You are not in the M&M game. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. There are others. There's like hazelnut now. Or like there's some type of Nutella one. Or like I think I tried a birthday cake M&M and it was awful. But Ooh. That's the problem is when these foods like – try to branch out too much you got to know your lane and you got to stay yeah. in like you got you it's hard to branch out and be good in more than like three three ways I agree I much prefer products that are like this is what we do we do one or two things and we do it well and that's it okay Wait. so then I do have one more food question then yeah do you eat the heel of your bread yes actually that's my favorite part really 
Yes. I am a huge like crust person. Okay. I eat heel, um, a pizza crust. My favorite part of the pizza is the crust. Mm. So yeah. Are you a dipper? For pizza? Like do you, yeah. Like if I eat pizza I crust, I need yeah. something to dip it in. Oh no. No. no I just like just plain. Okay. Yeah. I need. Wait, do, you, do you eat the heel of your bread? I do. Um, but I mean, I prefer non-heel, but like, I'm just, I'm not going to waste it. Um, so yeah, I eat the heel and, and sometimes I will like try to trick my kids and put the heel on the inside of the sandwich, you know? <laughs> yeah. So they can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no kids like it, but I was always that kid that was like, yeah, yeah, don't give me the heel. Yeah. Some kids, will, some, some of my kids will protest way more than, than others on, on things like that. Um, okay. Last question, actually. This is weird. <laughs> Lauren Flores and I, we recorded a Patreon episode recently and we talked about teeth and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she recently got her wisdom teeth out as an adult like a few years ago and she was talking about how she kept those teeth and I told her it was very strange that she kept them and then we talked about like keeping your kids teeth like I don't we don't in my house, we don't keep our kids' teeth when they lose teeth. Yeah. They go to the trash. So I'm just, I just want to know your opinion on this. On keeping the teeth? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I would try, like, look, I'm a big teeth person. Um, I'm, I, I have a dental hygiene issue um, by obsession, I mean. Um, no, the teeth would go in the trash. I okay. think my parents kept my teeth for like, like a few months and then they're like, why are we doing this? This is gross. It's so, so gross. <laughs> maybe if I was a parent, I would feel differently. But no, those things were shed for a reason. That's right. That's right. That's what I think. Um, okay, Amelia. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. It was super fun to catch up. And um, I'm just wishing you all the best things. I hope that you can hang out with yeah. your people in Colorado soon. Yeah, me too. So fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. You can at least get yeah. a outdoor run with someone I feel like outdoors will feel safer soon yes hopefully so all right thank you so much for having me on it's been fun yeah thanks Amelia have a great day you too Bye. bye all right thanks so much everybody for being here today thanks Amelia for coming on the show you were so fun as I expected you would be you all can find Amelia on Instagram she is a r boone b o o n e 11 And definitely find her on Twitter. She's a fun one on Twitter. She's Amelia Boone over on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at lindsayhine over there. And you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine where we have a group as well. And I'm kind of embarrassed, but kind of not embarrassed. You can also find me on TikTok. I'm lindsayhine626 over there. All right, friends, thanks so much for being here today. Don't forget to check out Koala Clip. Go to koalaclip.com and use the code ANOTHER for 10% off your order. Okay, thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend, and I will see you next Tuesday.